guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Welcome to the podcast, episode 145, entitled He's Unity <laughs> Updates and the Unexpected, because you put the three of us on a Zoom call, anything can happen. Like some serious audio issues. Normally, when we do the whole intro, we can hear the audio and hear the cues of when to jump in. Uh, but for whatever reason, that wasn't happening. And and then we went to talk, and that wasn't working. So, oh, Dwight, I'm so glad you're here. Anyway, uh, I am one-third of your host, Brad Silliker, joined on my left by none other than... Andrew. Uh, just like we practiced, apparently. And joining us down below, coming all the way from Fredericton, New Brunswick, is... Loser Town. Lewis Candy. Lewis? <laughs> You've changed your name? I had a kid at camp one time that called me Lewis because uh, he misheard me and it made me laugh. And this was like 20 years ago and I still remember. So Lewis Candy it is. Welcome, Lewis, to the podcast. Glad that you're here. I uh, want to give a bit quick shout out to my mother. Hello, Sonia. Hey, Dwight. Hello, Monica. Uh, Lucas, 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 Lucas. Christina, nice to see you here. Uh, apparently, we're also here. Andrew Tarrant showing some love. Scotty's liking the stream. I can just, can you guys just feel the love here tonight? Scotty's back? We haven't seen Scotty in a long time. Can you feel? No pressure, no, 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 no. Listen, I've been on the other end of Disney coming after uh, after you for copyright <laughs> stuff. Is not fun, and uh, let's not go you there. Have for real? Yes. That go uh, on. Are you serious? You don't know this story? I I, I don't. don't he signed a DNR. He can't talk about it. I'm actually not sure if I can le- honestly talk about it. I did. There was no <laughs> DNR. Um, Wait, I, that's a do not resuscitate. Oh, I think yeah, you're allowed no, to be resuscitated. Uh, no, uh, D, um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, not an NDA, an NDA. I don't think. Uh, so okay, so <laughs> this was not part of the show. Um, I'm. I got to try to not be specific about locations. I was working at a specific place though, and made mm-hmm. arrangements with a township to do movie nights in a park. And the oh, no. the arrangement was we would provide all the equipment. We would. Uh, get the movie and we would uh, sell some concessions, but, but that was more about a fundraising thing as opposed anyway. And so the arrangement was made and we did all the advertising and all that. However, the organization that we partnered had with one job, they had one job, which was to purchase the license. Uh, because if you do movie nights, if you do anything, you've got to, mm-hmm. you got to pay for it and have a license, a proper license for it, which is like five, mm-hmm. 600 bucks. But um, they didn't, and Disney has all these programs that Spies. go out. Well, they, they have all these programs that scour the internet looking for promotional material uh, when people do their movies and, and all that. And they saw that we did one, and we were contacted by a representative of Disney uh, with a cease and desist. Um, and you know what? When you watch a movie at the very beginning, it like it tells you how the fine for you know illegally using it and reproducing it and all that kind of stuff like that's the threat that kind of that came down um Mm -hmm. the the organization that that we had partnered with decided that they would rather because i informed them of the potential fine upwards in the like two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine they decided that they would rather risk that they did a risk assessment and figured that (laughs) that that was fine. So we stopped partnering with them and didn't do anything else anymore. (laughs) (sighs) That was a wise decision. Yeah. 10,000, 10 years. Yeah. Like jail time anyway. Uh, so that mouse is litigious. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so welcome to the show and uh, glad that you guys are here. Lucas and Andrew, it's always great to see you. Um, why don't we, let everybody know that we would appreciate it if you would like the stream and share this podcast with others. You can find us on any podcast player if you like just audio. Uh, you can find us here every Tuesday night on Facebook and then a little later on YouTube. Not for an after show. That would be ridiculous. It's just a repeat of this. Could you imagine if we just went to YouTube and did our own thing there too? <laughs> Some, yeah. Something totally different. It's like the second service at a church. Like, oh, we'll, we'll make it a little different, but pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. Yep. All right. Well, uh, there we go. 
why don't we um you ain't hardcore don't mess with elsa she's hardcore all right all right andrew do you have any hey guys oh hey buddy how's it going what's you been up to's oh my goodness who you who you tossing to with that are we catching up um yes lucas all right well we'll start off with me i have a few things it's funny because last week i was like who boys i'm really gonna be scraping the bottom of the uh ketchup barrel which i know uh some members of our podcast are like don't make up stuff if you don't have stuff to say which is fair uh so but i actually had some stuff so in outdoor pursuits we're doing um it's called we do i call it fire week where we learn how to build fires and um I went through, like, I did a whole PowerPoint. I talked to them about it. I had, like, a bucket of water in class. And I was kind of, like, showing them some different things. Fires. Yeah, well, there you go. I want them to see it visually. Some of them are, are visual learners. Anyhow, uh, so we get there. And the one thing I was, there's one kid in the front row who kept, like, sighing and being like, this is so obvious. Like, we know this stuff. So I kind of sped it up a little bit. I was like, yeah, maybe this is too much of a baby thing. But it wasn't. Because I passed them out all the stuff they needed and all they had to do their first day because we only had a few minutes was I gave them like one of those little fire sticks that lights super easy and you can use to start a fire. I said, basically use this, light this and start a little, little twigs fire. And, uh, and I gave them each, like I had this, one of those big packs of packs of matches. So I gave everybody a pack of matches. So just give me back the matches when you're done. Anyway, um, one kid was a couple, several kids actually were like, Mr. Candy, these matches don't work. But it's because they're holding, they're like those little crappy cardboard matches. And they're holding them all the way at the back and just like, and they're flopping on the thing. And they, I didn't teach them how to light a match well enough because several of them needed a, re- a refresher the next day. Because at the end of the time, someone passed me back their matchbooks with one match left in it. I was like, guys, should not take you 20 matches to start a fire. Uh, anyway, so there was that. That You're, went well. Nothing burned down. You sucker. Good. They kept the matches. You. <laughs> They're lighting fires all over the place now. <laughs> what a rube I am. What a rube. Uh, what a rube. Uh, anyway, they, they came around. Eventually, the next day, they, they lit fires without matches, so that weren't much better. Uh, next up. What did, uh, what did they a, use? What did they use? The magnesium fire starter to oh. scratch the shavings and spark it. Yeah. Did you like... Oh, you- or the, or the, the nine-volt battery and the steel wool. Uh, although that's kind of silly because who doesn't have matches, but does have still wool and a battery. Uh, so <laughs> did anyhow. you do it? Did you like give this stuff out like cla- classic Jeff Probst style? Like if, you know, if you're my favorite student you get, and then you unveil like a basket with magnesium and the scraper <laughs> and all that. And, and then, and for those that come in second, just like a match, just two wet sticks and two. say, get to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the other one was, and it kind of dawned on me, like I, I, I grew up Baptist I've been going to Western Church for Is this a confession? Like, several years now. I mean, I've gotten used to the Holy Smoke. I've gotten used to the lasers. Um, I've gotten used to a lot of the trappings of Wesleyan, the Wesleyan lifestyle. But one thing that I still strikes me as weird is the clapping after every song. Because in the Baptist churches, yeah, right, but- you don't clap. Like the song's over. You move on to the next song. These people are fine. They don't, the worship people don't need it. Now, you guys have both led worship. And of course, they're always, let's give a hand to God. Uh, it's never give a hand to the worship team. Absolutely. But what are your thoughts? And also, I don't know if, like, I know what the Wesleyan Convention is. I know what the Baptist Convention is. I don't know what the Nazarene <laughs> Convention on clapping is. So can you enlighten me? What are your thoughts on clapping in general? <laughs> what are your thoughts on Nazarene? Okay. Well, yes. So have you confirmed multiple Wesleyan churches clapping clapping is a thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like it is. I, I've only, I haven't been to that many. Uh, but like, I feel like clapping after the songs thing. Maybe it's only my church. Oh no, I should look into it. All right. (laughs) This is giving me a bad stare now. Here's, Uh uh, so, so for me, um, it's it's a North America thing, at least amongst the Nazarenes, Nazarenkos. Uh, I use, I use the whole clapping thing as a great segue as a transition between songs when they're in different keys, when they're in the same key. You just go oh. into the next song. But if you're changing a key completely, it's like, hey, give a hand to the Lord. <laughs> you're doing K- all your stuff. Capos oh, okay. on. Oh, so Brad's using oh. it strategically. I try to use Strategic. it strategically. Also. It's an audio smoke bomb. And and sometimes it just feels like, uh, and it, it is a feeling thing. It very much mm. feels like 
you come out of this worship experience and there needs to just be some kind of other expression. A song doesn't seem to do it. And, and, you know, a physical expression yeah. of, the, of worship. And, yeah. and, so, and, and I'm not looking at them like you bunch of fakers. You're just in it for the, for the glory. I, it's not like that. I, but it just, it's what, it's a weird one. I've had a heart laughing glory. <laughs> Dwight. Adulation. Pragmatic idolatry. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I don't, I don't know it. Uh, what about you, Andrew? What's your experience like in the Baptist church? Clapping is rare. I mean, if it's a real banger of a song, you know, you yeah. might get you might get some clapping. But again, it's probably more uh, on like a church by church basis. I wouldn't say it's specifically like a Baptist don't clap. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and, and Scott actually mentions here, like, uh, it's he's he cross point is probably more of a cross point thing than a Wesleyan thing. So mm-hmm. I would say that's probably what it is. I like what right. where Brad was going with that, with you know, he uses it as a tool, and yeah, I think that's it, that's actually really smart. I never would have uh, thought of that as being a thing that you'd have to do. So I'm I learned something today. But oh. my thoughts on it are really, that's it. <laughs> I don't have any, I'm okay. not for or against it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and my last thing, sorry for doing three things, but no. this last one uh, made me chuckle today. So I was in uh, a classroom with some other teachers after school, and we're talking about, oh, you know, eating all this food at, at Thanksgiving, yada, yada, yada. And this one teacher, she's like, oh, man, yeah, all the Easter food, I mean this, and, you know, the turkey, the pie the marshmallow bananas and i was like and me and the other teachers look at each other and then she keeps listing off other stuff and we're like whoa hold on hold on do you think yellow marshmallow bananas are an easter thing she's like yeah they only come out at they only come out at easter and i'm like we're like no no i'm pretty sure they're an all the time treat if you want them to be uh and and she like doubled down adamant. She's like, no, they're an Easter thing. Anything you get that's not at Easter is old and stale and it's from Easter. And now she's from Boys Town, which is like middle of nowhere, New Brunswick. So we said that they only get food shipments like once a year to their corner store or whatever. Maybe that's the problem. But the problem is someone else came in from Belial, which is also not exactly a huge metropolis, who also was like, yeah, I think it's an Easter thing. So do you guys consider marshmallow banana candy <laughs> no. a, a, an Easter treat or, a every day, or an everyday treat? I don't consider them an <laughs> any day treat. treat really. Yes, thank or, you. A never some, treat. Uh, an old people treat, I guess. But maybe. they are readily available. Through all the okay. seasons. You walk into any dollar okay. store and they are definitely hanging on an end cap on uh, a shelf, just dangling there for you to buy. Bulk barn, and I mean, she, she would argue that they're just overstocked from the last Easter, I think. <laughs> so, so anyway, I just want to so make sure that they you have guys Easter agree stuff with me. put away the day before Easter, essentially, at most stores. So, but they keep the bananas out special. <laughs> What Dwight? What do you Thank have against you. Boys Town and Belle Isle specifically? What is the principle <laughs> with which you are referring to? <laughs> so on my way here, I um, I I got to troll the, the McDonald's drive-through workers, and I've been waiting for this moment for quite some time. Um, I I don't know where I was, but I was cleaning, and I found some money, and it was a bunch of I had some foreign coin, like some. Um, money from when we were in Cuba, but I pulled out a 50 cent Canadian piece. And so when you, when you go to McDonald's and you give them uh, a full card with all the stickers that gets you $2. So a medium coffee, but if you want a large, you got to chip in an extra quarter for serious, for serious, a medium free, medium coffee. Um, but if you want an extra large, it's 48 cents. So I just toss 50. I'm generous, magnanimous like that and, and drive wow, drive man. quickly away. But I've been nervous, frankly, to toss the 50 cent piece because I wondered how much drama it might cause. But tonight was my night because that was all I had left in my ashtray in the SUV was that 50 cent. Where did coin. you get a 50 cent piece? I'm sorry. Did I, I miss that part of I, the story? I, I, yes and no. Yes, I, you did. It was a really elaborate story and you weren't paying <laughs> okay. attention for any yep. of it. Yeah. So anyway, I had a great zinger on Andrew. Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, so I figured it would be, you know, you go to the first window, you pay, then you go to the second, get your coffee. But the first window was closed. So like there was a lot of congestion and, and a lot of people at this first window. And all so, these people needed was a 50 cent piece thrown their way. That's what they needed in their night. Okay, they, go ahead. They definitely didn't. It really screwed things up. Uh, I, I went, yeah, uh, an ashtray, Andrew, was something that they put in cars uh, where when people <laughs> used to smoke. 
they would put their ashes from from their cigarette in in that. But now most people use it for money or different things. Anyway, so I hand in my card with one coin on it. They're expecting if you hand in a card, there should be two coins. And so she takes it and kind of looks at me and then goes in and is just staring at it for a really long time. And like, you know, 10 seconds, which if you think about it in a drive through window, that's a long time. long time. Calls somebody else over and they look at it. And, and then there's moments where they look at me and I'm in the window smiling and and then like for are what, these ladies gonna fall for my scam and then for whatever reason i thought it was great to say gotcha um <laughs> i like, think it's fake but no i really do need that coffee now though no, i really do need so, that coffee so now. then other people are getting involved and they're like they're looking at it and she comes to the window and i'm like no it's it is real it is a canadian 50 cent coin it's and, like confederate money and so she turns around and she's like okay and they put it in the till still haven't given me my coffee. They start going back to business. They've forgotten about my coffee and I'm still sitting there. And finally one lady comes and she taps. She's like, it's coffee. And so then they hand me my coffee and I drive away. Never again will I ever, I mean, I'll probably never see another 50 cent piece again, but um, oh my goodness, it was way too much fun. Uh, The other thing for me is, you know, I'm, I'm, I've decided I'm on a quest now. I would love to get, I, my dentist had it when we lived in Oxford and I always wanted to get one, but I'm even more motivated now for some reason. I really want to get an exercise ball chair. I, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen these things? I know what you're talking about. Yep. That's it. Is it just like a yoga ball on wheels? It's, it is a yoga ball. that. And it's then, got a little back support, right? I don't want the one that has a back support. Like I find that if, I, if I'm here, I lean back in my chair, which is fine, uh, but I would like to actually sit Yes, Dwight, there's a dentist in Oxford. Um, anyway, so I would like to get one of those. You can get them on, but they're like 100 bucks, and it, it feels rough to spend 100 bucks on a tiny little plastic frame. Can't put a price you on want your it? health. Do you want it to battle fidgetiness or because you think it's going to like rock your core? I think well, it's, sorry, it would probably rock your core. Well, it, it's all about micro movements and keeping yourself moving kind of thing. It's, not defi- it? it's definitely not about being fidgety. I'm not fidgety. Is it going to be too low? Are you going to be like down here? Like No. <laughs> yeah. uh, Computer. No. Um, there, the one I was looking at was made for specifically my height, <laughs> and it's the same height as my chair once once you're in it and, and all that. A bespoke chair? That's impressive. Huh? It's like so. Do you know what that means, Andrew? Are you Can anybody help like, me out in the chat? Like, because he has a chair that he calls his chair. What? No, bespoke means it was like made for you, like tailor made. Oh, so I thought it was a tailor made okay. chair. Um, commissioned a yoga ball. Man, I'm getting I'm getting killed over here for things about my SUV and ashtrays. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I'm on the hunt for that and I, I think I'm, I don't know, I'll talk to Mandy. I might just pull the trigger and, and get one. Um, and then the other thing, and I need to figure out how to do this too, uh, is I, maybe we talked about this before. I'm not sure. Uh, live streaming with Jaden. I haven't done any live streaming lately with him. Just our, the time has, we just haven't had it, but he's, yeah, like I have to do work at work because you're not live streaming. I'm so sorry. It's unbelievable. But Jaden loves to live stream and, and so we get to chill out together and do that together, and it's fun. I my laptop just really sucks, which if you've watched our live stream, you know that. Um, and and so I'm kind of scouring marketplace, just looking for a mid tier desktop that I could just sit at home and and uh, turn into a streaming machine for Jaden and I. That's kind of you know Easter is coming gone, and Easter uh, it was it was we had freezing rain here, so our plans changed real quick and th- and that was that was it we had a good easter though there was chocolate cheesecake mm, i had lemon cheesecake oh nice too yeah that's it for me cool um i'll be real quick here uh because most of these things you know already but i got my new computer the other day and i was super pumped for that wow. and it is it is good it's real good you don't realize how (laughs) slow your computer is until you get a new computer Mm -hmm. and you just press stuff and it opens and you're like oh that's how fast it's supposed to be yep convenience 
It's funny because it's the same screen size as my old one, but it's probably like an inch and a half or so smaller on on oh bezels like width width yeah. and, and lengthwise, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. So I've been enjoying that, getting used to it, and transferring stuff over, which I really like doing. It's like I used to when I was a kid and I had my own computer, I'd format it all the time just so I could be start fresh. So it's kind <laughs> defrag <like> king. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah and uh switching over internets this is gonna be my so i started at this house with bell then switched to rogers now i'm switching back to bell and uh it's funny because i called rogers today to cancel and the guy's like well can i like offer you something i'm like sure whatever um i'm like i'll tell you what i'm getting and if you can match it that's no problem anyways he's <laughs> like okay just give me a sec and then he didn't even offer no, me anything. He didn't offer He's like, I can't give you anything. Hangs up. I was like, okay, thanks. Uh, so I'm excited for that because it's better internet and better cable that really actually doesn't matter because we don't watch cable. But now I can watch the History Channel. Whoa. They have it. Wow. I like the History Channel. Yep. Also today, Tiffany texted me when she got home a picture of our van. And there was uh, hey Lynn, nice scratches. To see you. There were scratches all over it. And she was like, <sighs> "I'm just sending you this in advance so you can work through your feelings <laughs> before you get home." Because <laughs> Oliver took a rock and like scratched all the side oh. of one of our door. Oh, mm. just like, I she mean, was wise to send me the advance. That, that picture. is that is some good wifing right there. In his yeah, defense, it is, wifing. it is a blank canvas. I, I did work through my feelings, and so I got home, and I did not uh, speak to Oliver in a way that I regretted I, later. I thought you were just going to say I did not speak to Oliver. <laughs> no, no. I was chill. I was cool. I had a calm conversation with him. He's like, did mommy tell you? I'm like, yeah. She told oh, yeah. me. <laughs> Anyways, so that's where that's, I just want to rewind all the way back in the chat to when uh, Andrew was talking about Hope BC. Does he live in Hope BC? Um, I I think he's in BC, yeah. Because that's where uh, Jamie Davis Towing is from Discovery Channel, and that's one of my favorite shows. Do you, live you can now watch at your leisure. Do you live next to Jamie Davis, Andrew? <laughs> Earn all you can, cool. save all you can, scratch all you can. <laughs> Love it. Anyways, that's all I got. <laughs> um, do we want to do the next thing or skip it? Time wise, um, I think we can pull it off. All right, all right, it's time for sports and star stuff. All right, we haven't done sports and star stuff in like a month or two. Uh, so just a refresher, I am going to give the guys a word, and this word is going to be either a sport word or something to do with space so it could be like actual real space it could be science fiction i'm going to give them a definition for the word they're also going to text me their own made-up definitions of the word so there's going to be the real definition a made-up definition for me and then a made-up dis- dis- definition from each of them wow the last time you and i texted each other independent of our group chat was, was this was this <laughs> <laughs> and so uh good to know we don't then, have secrets no then i'm gonna read them all and uh we're gonna see if they can guess which one's the real one you guys in chat can guess too andrew lives in el paso now okay what voodoo is this oh my word <laughs> all right so Dwight. uh where did i put that okay you guys ready yeah 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 ready <clears throat> The word is faculi. Can you spell that, please? F-A-C-U-L-A-E. Faculi. <sighs> All right. Um, and don't forget, people at home, you can text uh, in your own guesses just for fun if you want. I'm just, I guess you have to hear all of our Do not Google first. it, though, people at home. No, don't be cheaters. Faculi.
word again is faculi. The study of facts. The condition of your oxygen leaving your bloodstream when exposed to hard vacuum. Faculi. I got to look at right into Lucas's eyes. Bright marks that you can see on the sun. Faculi. The managerial team for a professional rugby club. Faculi, a fact that sounds true, but is in fact a lie in space. What? Can you please repeat that last one? A fact that sounds true, but is in fact a lie. Fact, you lie. In space. Good grief, Lucas. That really the best you can come up with? Apparently. <laughs> I love Andrew Terrence, the plural of the singular of faculties. <laughs> I do like that as well. All right. All right. Leave them again. Um no, I I got them. I got it. I'm, I'm ready. Go ahead, Lucas. Uh I'm gonna go with the first one, although it's funny because if it had been vacuoli, I would have said something about the hard vacuum of space. So I might be being misled, but I'm going with the first one. Going with hard vacuum. Okay. I'm going Brad? with I'm going with the bright spot on the planet. That one. You and All Bill. Right. Yeah. I, mainly because I'm I'm I had some confidence, uh, confidence boost from Bill. So Bill, you and I in this mm-hmm. together. So Lucas, you picked Brad's. Boop, boop. Uh, Brad, using terms like hard vacuum got me. No, no, I picked what? What did I pick? Lucas's. No! No, I'm just joking. You picked the right one. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and, and Bill picked the right one. Get to. Bill, Good we job, did Bill. it. We did it. Uh, what was what was I right about calling yours out, Lucas? <laughs> a vampire who writes encyclopedias uh very good scott Layton. i did enjoy that one uh yeah that was 100 percent me i just i i normally do a better job but today i just you really I couldn't i didn't have it in me yeah you yeah i went for the pressure. cheap laugh wow all right well and that's been sports and start stuff all right, folks, we are going to get into our SMORP. And as you may or may not be aware, SMORP is an acronym, which means Scripture, Message, Obedience, Repentance, and Prayer. And we are going to go through a short bit of Scripture here and kind of ask some guided questions about it and have some conversation around it. And so uh, feel free to, to chime in on chat with us. We would love to hear from you uh, what you may be thinking or maybe sensing the Lord saying to you. And so our Scripture today comes from Ephesians 4 verses one to uh, one to seven. And it says this, it says, therefore, I, therefore a prisoner for the Lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Uh, do you guys want me to go through that again, or are you okay? I got it. I'm okay. All right. Uh, again, that was Ephesians uh, chapter four, verses one to seven. And so what we're going to do now is look at the scripture, just 
Just looking at that scripture, guys, what words or phrases jumped out at you? Was there anything specific? Uh, I know that was a quick reading, but did, did anything jump out at you that uh, you'd like to share with us? Lucas? Uh, for me, it was bearing with one another in love was what jumped off the page at me. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew, what stood out to you from this? Uh, me, it was uh, right before that, with all humility and gentleness. Very cool. Uh, for me, there was the eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So that's interesting. All three of us kind of. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, anything else, yeah. fellas, before we go into the message part of this? I'm ready for message. Are you ready for message? Let's bring the message. And again, ladies and gentlemen that are watching, if uh, if there's some words or phrases in this piece of scripture that jump out at you, let us know. We'd love to hear hear from that, hear from you about that. The message is, what do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, or promise? Do you have a question for God? Write it down. I would encourage you to get yourself a journal and uh, and write this kind of stuff out, but that's just me wanting to encourage you. You can accept that or not. Fellas, what stood out to you? What, what do you sense the Lord saying to you through this scripture? Well, I'll jump into the the whole bearing with one another in love. And I think um, as you get married, as you have children, that's going to come up more and more. Like the, the there's going to be good times, obviously, but there's also going to be hard times. There's going to be times, especially with children, you know, as Andrew can attest to with his scratchy minivan. Uh, there's going to be times that you're going to have to bear things with love. And, you know, he said he made a good point. You know, I didn't I'm sure, you know, he dealt with it. The situation, but he didn't deal with it in a way that he would regret later on mm-hmm. or have to go back and apologize for, right? Um, and it just and just dealing with human beings in general, right? Like bearing with them with the whole like humility, gentleness, patience, and and love, right? Making sure that that you're you can always be proud of the way you dealt with something, even if you can't control how someone reacts to you, but you can deal with it the way you're supposed to, and the way that you don't walk away from it being like. Ooh, shouldn't have said that really burn that bridge, you know, doing right. it in a way that uh, is honoring to them and honoring to God. And that's something that you can sleep with at night. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. Andrew. Yeah. I was, I'm kind of similar along those lines, you know, before verse two, you know, he's saying, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called with all humility and gentleness. And what came to mind for me is, when you think about Christians that give other Christians a bad name or get themselves into trouble, very likely they're not walking with humility and gentleness. And mm. it's just a firm reminder, even from for myself, not that I am someone that's out there, you know, stirring things up or 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 looking to cause trouble, but there's there's still a humility in the things that I do and the gentleness in the way that I interact with people, especially non-Christians um, that I think I need to be careful about. And uh, you know, it's so easy to, to judge or prejudge people. And mm. uh, for me, I think that biggest thing would be walking in humility and, and, and approaching a situation with humility um, and specifically approaching people with humility. Um, and I think that's just a, a really good reminder for me. And, and I think we, to take both of what you're saying, um, like we need to have that because what you're describing is a Christ-like attitude. And for me, what jumped out was this idea of maintaining unity. And, and then the word maintaining, it's a, to me, when I think about maintaining, I think it's a continual thing. Um, just because you and I, the three of us are Christians, doesn't mean that we're always going to have unity in everything. And, and it takes work, uh, and humility to maintain this unity. And I also think, you know, unity doesn't mean that we always all agree and, and that that's okay, that we can approach us, we can approach something and, and come at it from different points of view as Christians and not all agree and have unity. And I think about board meetings, you know, we, you get all these different people that come to board meetings. And one of the things that we always want to to say is that we're unified, that when we, once we've made a decision, we're unified, but that might mean me laying down my pride, uh, for the sake of unity. 
And, and so I looked at this, you know, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Um, it takes work to have unity within the body. And, and, and that's what the Lord's kind of challenging me with right now is, is, you know, what Andrew, what you said about humility and Lucas, what you said about bearing with one another in love. If, if I'm truly loving my brother and sister in the Lord, and if I'm truly being humble and putting their needs first, it makes maintaining uh, unity a whole lot easier. And so that's kind of, you know, what the Lord's talking to me about. So fellas, with that, what do you sense the Lord saying to you in terms of obedience? Is there a step of obedience for you based on kind of what we're talking about that you would want to take this week, maybe today? And uh, let's see, Natalie is saying here too, gentleness comes from a place of strength. Yeah, I love that. Um, Christina, this really stands out to me kind of going through a thing with one of my girls and, and I would normally, and I would normally would not know how to process the information, but learning to cope and accept the info. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the great thing about God is that he meets us right where we are in, in the situations that we are in and can speak to us there. So Mm -hmm. I think for me, for obedience, it's not a new thing. It's just a continual thing is just having that, gentleness that patience you know with um especially with like the kids uh, just you know like i look around my house and it's always not always it's usually like a disaster and it just like gets me so frustrated because you know the kids can find easter candy in five minutes but they can't pick up their socks to save their life sort of thing you know and and it makes me like want to like explode sometimes and i just have to make sure like listen the socks don't matter the house doesn't matter like in the end right like you yeah. could burn down this house. And if you walk with your family, you know, you've got everything you need. So I have to make sure that I keep the main thing, the main thing and not let the tertiary thing become the main thing. So that's a thing I need to work on. Hmm. Andrew, anything you want to add there? Yeah. I mean, for me again, it's just that humility thing. I just want to have humility in my interactions and hmm. uh, keep that at the forefront. And, and I would piggyback with you and put candy in the socks is what Andrew Terrence saying to help you out, Lucas. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I like, I think we're, we're, we're both, we're all three of us are saying the same thing. It's cool. I think it's cool that different things jumped out at us, but it all comes back to this one core thing. We're all wanting to walk worthy of the, of the calling, uh, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling. We've been called to be husbands and fathers pastors, teachers, uh, friends, you know, Christ followers. Mm-hmm. And we, we want to do our best in that. Um, I, and to, so to me, the, the point of obedience for me is right now in this moment, am I walking in a manner that's worthy of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, tomorrow, tomorrow has its own issues and its own things to deal with, but right now, where, where are we at? So I was reading a book, uh, like a month or two ago it was an Andy Stanley book. And one of the points I really liked with it was he, he was saying that basically like every day you're writing your story, are you writing a story that you won't be ashamed to tell down the road? Mm-hmm. Like basically like keep that in mind. Everything you do is adding to it. And like, you can't change it once it's there. It's something you're proud of or something you're ashamed of and keep that in mind as you're making those decisions. Hmm. That's a good word. Uh, so the next part guys, uh, as you know, is the is repentance and it's about writing out any confession that God reveals to you in this passage and, and then the other part is prayer, uh, thanking God and spending time thanking him for all the blessings. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like you're, you know, you're beat down and, and, and all that, I want you to take a, take a breath, take a beat, and actually take stock of the blessings that you have and spend time thanking God. It will change your attitude and your perspective on how you approach all this other stuff. Um, you know, if you get stuck in repentance and you're like, oh my goodness, I've got so much to confess. Well, get it out. Keep a, keep a short list. That's important. Um, guys, is there anything that you wanted to add into with those? Good. Okay. Um, I would encourage you though, if you're, if you're serious about this to take the time and go through the repentance part, it is very important, uh, that we confess our sin and let the Lord deal with it and forgive it. Uh, and then he can work through us again. 
So if you're having a hard time hearing God or sensing, you know, what his will is or knowing if you're walking in a manner that's worthy, I would encourage you to confess and get and remove that blockage. Um, confess or unconfessed sin is just blocking what God wants to do. Uh, all right, gentlemen, we're going to turn things over to Lucas to end our podcast tonight with a little segment that he likes to call. Hold on, Lucas. Just wait for it. Okay, Lucas, go ahead. All right. Uh, so uh, we're having a, a, another segment that we started up a little while ago. We're bringing it back called The Best and the Rest, where I give you a category, and you have to tell me what the best version of that thing is and the worst version. Uh, this is a great one for anybody watching the stream to play along at home. Uh, our category today, and I don't know if it'll have legs or not, but hopefully it'll have some interesting conversation, Ooh. is what is the best and the rest unexpected uh, a movie that one was unexpectedly like a hit with you that you did not think was not like oh i thought the avengers was gonna be awesome and it was awesome no <laughs> one that you're like eh, you're going to this movie not expecting anything and you're like wow that was actually a really good movie i love that movie and a movie that you're like oh it's gonna be a good movie and you walked in and it was a complete bomb um i'll start off um my strong one i, I kind of was I, my weak one i knew for sure my strong one i wasn't quite sure but i think i'm gonna go with um Pacific Rim. I had very low expectations of that movie. I thought I really of saying it. Pacific Rim. I, I'm not <laughs> wow. going to, but I heard I heard somebody put it this way one time, and I love it. It's they said it's either the dumbest good movie or <laughs> the best or the most awesome stupid movie that you've ever seen. And it does walk that line. It's just a fun, good time to watch. <laughs> Thanks, Dwight. Um, Dwight, then, says, Dwight says the movies are a tool of Satan. <laughs> I, listen, look, I I. Before we go any further, I, I challenge anyone to go through our chat, watch, look at everything that Dwight's saying, but then look at stuff like what Andrew Tarrant is saying. Things like walking is also normally deliberate and slow. Like, you know, encouraging people, um, not telling us that movies are the tool of Satan. How's that helpful? <laughs> I, I got a chuckle. Uh, and then for the worst movie I've ever seen, and this is the one that might be a little bit uh, contentious because this is by a director that I think you either love or hate. And it turns out I do not care for him. And that is, and this movie I also know some people think is the funniest movie I've ever seen. It's the only movie I've ever walked out of. My wife and I watched the first 29 minutes, walked out and said, can we have our money back? And they just let us have it back. So it was within half an hour. Any guesses? That's what movie, that movie was. Holy smokes. You went to I the- I feel like you've told I don't us. Know you went to the I think theater? I might have told you. What was the year? Oh, it was a long time ago. We watched it. I think we might have been dating. I don't think we were even married. Oh, so. my word. It was a comedy? It was a comedy. It was supposed to be. I didn't really, I didn't get it. So Super bad? Melissa, Melissa's watching right now. Melissa, do you remember this? And we didn't walk out because of a content issue. We walked out just because it wasn't good. Like it just wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Before you say it, I do want to say hello to Brad Eisen. Man, it's nice to see you here. I've told the story of how you fed me squirrel while in college. (laughs) That was fun. Welcome. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, the movie was The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Oh, my goodness. What a Uh, horrible movie. Why would you go to the movie theater to see that? Because I heard people talk about how good it was. I think Barbara loves that movie. And he's like, oh, man, so great, blah, blah, blah. I think he owns it. And I started watching. I was like, what is this garbage? Like, I thought maybe I'd get into it. But it just, and it wasn't like there's nothing wrong with it. It just, like, wasn't good. No, it's, like, a, it's, just a, like, yeah. it's an off-brand humor. Like, it's, it's what's, like. An, what's the name of the guy that does all those movies? He And they're all the same. Like, they're all have the same style. I forget what they're called. The guy's name. Oh, anyway, uh, he makes a bunch of them. Yeah, he made, shoot. like, the, the that other hotel one and bunch of weird ones someone will get it eventually it bothers me i can't uh, remember his wes, name wes anderson it, it'll come up wes, yeah 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 wes anderson yes yes there you go uh so scotty Layton's coming in his best one is remember the titans uh so he wasn't expecting that one to be a hit and it was um okay dwight ingersoll fireproof was that the best one or the worst one i need to know which one you think it was look guys come on we uh, the three of us know it's definitely his worst uh and then scott says snakes on a plane was his worst although man that was that had that had some charm to it that had it, it's charms not great um okay guys you've got to put if it's the best or the worst you can't just start throwing out movies i, know. I don't necessarily know now the people there's naming movies they can think of <laughs> is brad uh the guy with the ghillie suit yes i yes, remember brad, him. Suit brad yep yeah no. uh, okay see if you can guess mine 
Go on. I don't think uh, you'll ever uh, get my best. You don't even go to movies. Yeah, you were well, the blockbuster like me, but those you are don't the seem devil. like a movie guy as much. <laughs> That's why Dwight liked you so much. I feel like you guys could you... get my worst. I feel like I maybe know. I did a rant not that long ago. Oh, um, um, Tom and Jerry. Oh, Tom and Jerry. Was that the worst? Tom and Jerry. Uh, n- no. Tom and Jerry, Tom and Jerry was awful and I will happily go through why I hated it all over again. But the movie that the movie, I'm going to start with my worst, the movie that we went to that it was the closest I've ever been to getting up and walking out. And the only reason I didn't was because I would have had to pull my children out of the movie, uh, was the emoji movie. I, Oh yeah. I went in thinking that movie would be kind of like, you know, kid fun movie. I thought I'd probably enjoy some of the the tech jokes, mm-hmm. but what what I observed was nothing but marketing, in your face product placement, over the top marketing by every social media platform, by you know all this stuff, and it drove me nuts, almost to the point of like physically vibrating. How frustrated <laughs> I was that I paid money to sit in an advertisement for an hour and a half. Now, I've now seen that movie probably 10 times since then. Why? Uh, children, kids. My- uh, I actually like the Emoji movie. I do not like the Emoji movie. <laughs> do not like it. My, my best movie, the one that I, that I watched that I didn't expect to be good. In fact, I avoided them when they came out or when it came out because I thought this was the dumbest thing ever. I don't think you'll ever Left Behind this. series. Was it the Left Behind series? Yeah. Uh, man, Kirk Cameron, what a guy. Anyway, um, <laughs> triple threat, the Lord of the Rings. I you didn't think you were going to like the Lord of the Rings. Uh, the, I had seen a little <laughs> That's bit on you. That is on you right there. See, I knew you wouldn't get this. So I had seen <laughs> a little bit of it and all I'd ever seen, it looked like just at, at the time it was when it came out and I was not into any of that type of stuff. And so mm-hmm. when it just seemed like a really slow paced walking simulator, uh, because any scene I would see, it was just a group of people walking across the big open field. And I'm like, I'm not spending <laughs> three hours watching that. And then we were at big Lake camp and it was a rainy day. And I think Barber put it on in the basement of the dining hall because that we just needed to kill time. And so I sat through it thinking this was going to be the worst thing ever. And it was phenomenal. And I've <laughs> never uh, regretted watching any of those. Even people give grief over The Hobbit and stretching that out. Um, and maybe maybe they shouldn't have. But I'm along for the ride now. I'm in. So the best thing to do if you is to not actually be like a Lord of the Rings fan or a Hobbit fan, because then you enjoy those things so much yeah. more. I never read the, books. read the books. Yeah. Yeah. And fun fact, if you fast forward past all the parts with Sam and Frodo, Thanks, it's Dwight. way shorter and way better. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, those guys, re- they really drag that down. <laughs> but it's a I actually um, <laughs> used to hate Allegedly. all the Sam and Frodo stuff. And the last time we watched it, I, I enjoyed it a lot more. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, interesting. Uh, all right, I'll go. I'll you've go matured. So, uh, the movie that um, I was, that's probably my worst. And it's probably, it's not even, it's not awful, but I was so hyped for it and <laughs> mm. it wasn't great. Is uh, oh, good. Interstellar. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, is this, I, you liked or hate? I, I missed I that. I hate. Um, I really like Christopher Nolan, um, like the Batman that he did. And then, um, oh, shoot, what? Yeah, Inception. I love Inception. Haven't Great movie. So I was super hyped for Interstellar. And it's just like this nonsense of a movie. Like at the <laughs> end when they're like, they're like, I don't know, in some kind. Have you guys seen this movie? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, the end when they're in like the piano almost spoiler alert string. Like, yeah. Anyways, it got real was, weird. It's I was like just super bummed. Because I was like, I really like Christopher Nolan. I actually really like Matthew McConaughey too, and it just yeah. did not live up to my hype. And a movie I that feel you, Dwight and Scott are really raking me over the coals here. <laughs> <laughs> Give um, us your sleeper hit. Well, uh, it's not a sleeper hit. 
I don't think. Is it no, Lord of the Rings? Not. Can no. you beat no, Lord no, of the no. Rings? Okay. Um, my best, it's a movie it's my, that my best friend's wedding. Yeah, it's a movie <laughs> that is a fairly new-ish, and it. I heard it was good, but I wasn't expecting much from it. And maybe I'm just saying this because my parents were talking about it the other night. But it's the Green Book. I don't know if you guys have seen that or heard no. of it. I'm pretty sure it won like an Academy Award, so it's definitely not a sleeper hit, but. It's new on Netflix, uh, and it is uh, it's a true story of like a black guy in like the early '60s who lived in New oh. York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looked dead actually. Looked it's got Viggo Mortensen from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. So Brad's gonna love it for sure. Already, <laughs> he wants to go on a tour down south. He's like a famous piano player, and mm. Viggo Mortensen's like his driver slash bodyguard. And they just, anyways, it's really, really good, good movie. And um, I think so it's, it's not a, really a sleeper hit because I knew it was good, but I was really blown away by like how much I actually enjoyed it. Why mm. doesn't he have a sword? He doesn't look the same without a sword or a beard. <laughs> Vigo. Oh, oh, you're looking at them. <laughs> I'm, it's apparently it's on Netflix. Yeah, it just came on Netflix. Social. Issue I watched drums. it on. I watched it a few months ago though on something else. But. Okay, 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 okay. Good movie. Scott's also a fan. All right, all right, all I just right. I got your back. Cool. There we go. Well, folks, that was the best in the rest. Oh, come on. If you have an idea for a, a best in the rest segment that you think would be better than any of the stuff I scrape out of my brain, uh, just drop us a message and uh, we'll try to incorporate it. So, time for the finish. Uh, you can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and YouTube at Oxford Holy Club. Uh, if you're using social media, throw up the hashtag OH Club. I'm sorry. Not only- yeah. you, you, <laughs> you just finished so you just finished like the wrong intonation. Were you reading? I thought you were reading chat because that's what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> uh, not only that, but you can send your questions, tiebreaker suggestions, and more to us at OxfordHolyClub.com. I'm not ready either. Folks, we don't pay to advertise. We don't pay for anything. Uh, we don't make money. Anyway, we don't pay to advertise. So any growth that we have comes from you sharing us with others. So please make sure that you click the share button and the like button. Let other people know about our specific style of comedy and Bible stuff. So for Andrew Beckwith and Lucas Candy, I'm Brad Sildicker reminding you until next time to keep spiritually fit and have fun.